Welcome back to another podcast, and this is season three, episode two of what's happened in a week. Of what has happened in a week. It has been busy, busy, busy. So, overview. We have tested a gold ball that could, and very closely, rival the Pro V1. Yes, and that's huge, really, because not only could it rival it, but it's also significantly cheaper. It's nearly, Josh, nearly two and two and a half pounds, I was about to say, £2.50 cheaper per ball. But we're going to dive into that in the pod, and we actually have a video coming out this week as well. So if you're listening to the pod, check out Bat 9 Films. Me and Josh put this ball to the test actually out on the golf course in real life. Other news we've got, we've got a horrendous rain session. Not ours. Josh was absolutely impeccable. But what we witnessed down at the driving range yeah. was the most disgraceful thing. I've ever seen in my life. I should really be careful just in case they do listen to this and they realise. <laughs> but I think it's really worth mentioning. Uh, career earnings. We've got Hero Cup. We've got PJ Tour talk. And Josh has got a brilliant question. So make sure you listen to the end of the pod here. I'm excited about answering this. Go on, Josh. Yes. Tell him. Um, we are going to a- ask the question, what is the best closing hole in golf? Or closing holes. And we'll explain the plural there as we get into it. But let's start with our range session. Firstly, yeah. your boy's not lost it. I'm just going to say one thing, Josh. One second, everybody. <laughs> Thank you. Give it a round of applause because honestly, mate, that is the best I've seen you hit it. I'm not going to say ever. I've seen you hit it like that before. Yeah. But the best I've seen you hit it for a very long time. You know on the podcast, all the season two, well, maybe season one as well, to be fair, <laughs> uh, Josh was known as Captain Hook. I can clearly say this man had it on frozen rope from driver, yes, you heard me right, driver, <laughs> all the way through the bag. And um, and even hit three wood. Yeah, oh, yeah, God, <laughs> forgot about that. I literally fell off my chair, in fact, when I saw this. Um and, like you say, even hit driver. We played a dare manner. Yeah. And uh, Josh, I think, I mean, obviously this is virtual goal, but I think it was like five over for front nine. Gross. Yeah. yeah. And then two under handicap. Yeah. And we're like hitting driver, five irons into these holes, not driver, wedges. wedges. So, yeah. yeah, it was, mate, I just think you, very, very good. Um, your swing looked great. And we actually did a poll and... Would you say three quarters thought you Yeah, to like, like 70, 75, 80%. Say just swing lot mid. Yeah, which is pretty good. It is good. It is good. You were quite happy with that, weren't you? I was absolutely buzzing with that, yeah. Um, it shows actually what a couple of weeks off, what wonders it could work for your game. You're not meant to say that. You're meant to say, watch Alex Elliott golf videos. And that oh, of course. I, like, but having no, a good coach helps. But. In all seriousness, you had about a month off, though, didn't you? Yeah, really. I I think the last time I played was mid December. So, and yeah. How did you play the last time you played? Uh, well, it was icy, so I can't really. No, but like straight. Okay. Previous to that, how did you play? Okay, but not brilliant. Would be my honest assessment. However, if I play like I played on Friday, ongoing, I will be. Extremely and you're playing happy. on you're playing on Wednesday, the day this pod goes out. So we'll have some fresh news from uh, Josh out on the links in next week's pod. Yes. So. Make sure, guys, by the way, make sure you subscribe um, on Spotify, hit the bell, whatever you need to do so you never miss a pod, okay? You never miss a pod. If you're listening on Apple, Josh, can you do that too? You can. You, sh- you can subscribe on Apple, um, set notifications, and also do us a favor and pass it on. Yeah, pass the pod. Pass the pod. Cheers, Peter Crouch. Um, um, okay. Chop of the week. This is, oh, it was so, winding me up. I'm going to set the scene here, Josh. We were having, 
went to the beaches. Brilliant driving range. I'll go to, like, you can have a coffee. We actually yeah. had a coffee for the first time. We didn't. We had a, a Diet Coke and a Coke Zero, living at large on Friday night. <laughs> <laughs> we actually followed this by an unbelievable curry, though. We should add that in there. We did. Um, so, anyway, we got our balls, 100 balls to be precise. We walked down the range, and there's this um, young lad and his dad. It actually really reminded me of me and my dad, if I'm being perfectly honest. <laughs> um, Wait, is that, that's maybe not a good thing. No, no, no. Sorry, no, no, But not, 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 do you know what I mean? Like dad and son. Yeah, the range. at the range. Yeah. yeah. Um, like on a Friday night, I'd like, dad gets to the range. Mum's like, no, me and dad are going out for tea. No, he's not. He's yeah. coming to the range. Um, so me and Josh are playing a dare manor. Lovely place. Needs to play in person. Um, getting on with our own business. And we can hear like, I want to be very careful how we do this. Like the kids getting upset. The kids getting upset. He's he's had a lesson. Let's say we we've heard he's had a lesson, and he can't quite do what he wants to do, which is fair enough. Like it doesn't happen straight away, and it is hard to bring into your game. Like yeah. it's not easy to improve your game. Like Josh has found, I found, whoever I teach is fine. I'm not really selling myself as a coach here, but <laughs> no, but it takes time. It does yeah. take time. So we were there playing away, and I was like, Josh, just listen to this. Anyway, this this dad's. This 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 dad is basically saying to the son, like, why are you not doing it? From what we could get the gist of. Yeah, it was it was a bit awkward, really. Like, it he was, was obviously trying to coach his loud son. Loud as well, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, he was trying to coach his son. And then his son was saying, well, my coach has told me this, and you're telling me that. And they were basically having this, like, argument. And, like, at one point, the dad was like, right, that's it, and walked off back to his bit. Honestly, I was just, like, cringing. And it's like, the, the lad, obviously, is trying his trying his best but just like it was it, it gave me the vibes of a bit like pushy parent which, yeah which i understand you want to push the kids i get it but it was a bit much and we could get this wrong we could have got this wrong end of the stick here guys just to but but but, but when we could say like it, yeah it, the won't... kid obviously loves golf and yeah. he's obviously trying to get better and better and better at it but he was overthinking everything yeah like it, it, to the point where i wanted to say just hit the ball yeah, like it was like move your little knee, move your move your bum, transfer your weight three percent, get the power converter to the back box. A couple, I can't even speak it. Well, exactly. Whoa, but that's whoa, what, that's what's like. happening there? That's what it was like. What's though? it from? Uh, back to the Future flux capacitor. Flux capacitor. That's what I was trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't even speak. But that's what it was like. Yeah, and like there's one point I looked over and he's working on this thing in his backswing, and he's wondering why he's not in the ball. But when he's swinging back, he's looking at. Where the club is, look like at the ball, look man. At the ball. <laughs> no, you're not hitting it. Look so, at the bloody ball. I don't know. We like to say we may get the wrong, have the wrong end of the stick, but it was just a bit much. Like that's why it's chop of the week. Yeah. The, the dad was play. only young as well. It must fair. have been like early teens. Like. Yeah. Fair play for the dad helping him and taking him down because without your parents, you're not going to do it. But like, just saying, like when my dad used to help me, like he would, and this is I'm saying this, like my dad was so helpful with my game. But like my dad would always come to every one of my lessons, yeah. and then he would repeat back like what the coach had said. Yeah. But yeah. I'd be like, no, he didn't say that. <laughs> but he was not actually was yeah, there. Yeah. yeah. But so I can I can get the sort of things that happen, and I'm sure at one point me and my dad have had a berated argument down the driving oh, range. Absolutely. Because I've been a little petulant child. I can imagine that. But this, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so that is our chop of the week for this week. Congratulations to Josh on a unbelievable driving range performance. Thank you. Mate. You did take the money. We had a great curry. We did. What a brilliant Friday night. It was very, very good. Right. Let's move on to Tour Trash Talk. Here we go. Tour Trash Talk. And there's two noticeable events. Sony Open and DP World Tour. Josh, we need to talk about this as well. Yes. Um, This week is the start of the Rolex Series for this year. 
okay. So we'll we'll dive into um, who's playing, who's hot, and I want to know who you think. So you've got a bit of time to think about who you're going to think is going to win right. this week. Okay. Okay, so first up, PJ Tour, Sony Open. Hit me up. In Hawaii. So... By the way, can I ask one question? If you won this, would you get your shit shirt on, Hawaiian shirt, to, to celebrate? To celebrate. Hundred percent. I mean, I don't have one. I'd have to buy one. But with <laughs> I'm the sure you could afford to buy one. Yeah. <laughs> it would not be an issue at all. Um, yeah. So the the event was won by Siwoo Kim, and I didn't. I'm going to be honest with everyone now on the podcast. I didn't actually see that much of the golf. But from what I did see and what I heard, it was a very, very close fair, especially on the last day. Yeah. Um, he won by one shot. He was three he, behind going to the final round. He finished 18 under par. Um, and Hayden Buckley, who came second, was 17 under par. And what it inevitably came down to was a chip-in on 17 by Siwoo Kim. And that shot, that chip-in was worth 600 Stats like this, it's <laughs> just mad. Six hundred thousand dollars, and do you know what? That is why that little stat there, the amount of money that chip was worth, is why golf is so unbelievably hard from a pressure perspective. Thing is, though, I hundred percent agree. But Siwoo Kim's not gone to chipped in for six hundred grand there. Someone's worked that out after the event and gone because he's finished first and second is six hundred thousand yeah. dollars less. Yeah, and I agree, but. It is, it's got to be in the back. Like when you were playing, and obviously <laughs> levels. This but, is for 15 quid. <laughs> no, but when you were playing, <laughs> you must have been times where you could still have a putt and you're thinking, bloody no. hell. No, you don't. Honestly, you don't. I asked you the question, right? When you play lacrosse, you're not thinking. I get paid ah, though. No, 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 no. We put, put the same thing. You got shot in the last final in the game. You don't really know what time it is in the final quarter. You're not thinking this shot with ten minutes to go is going to win because your game's so frantic and there might be other 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 scorers. Yeah. And, and the skate and the games could be fifteen to fourteen, fifteen thirty. You're not at that point thinking that after the game you go oh, bloody hell, Josh, you scored the winner there, mate. True, very true. That's uh, how I'd yeah. say you're not. I don't think you are thinking that. Let me tell you one thing. I would probably be thinking that for six hundred thousand. Absolutely. If, if I'm sitting over that, I'm thinking, buddy, yeah, if this goes in six hundred thousand yeah. dollars more. Now, some shank. also some other notable stuff. I would say Hayden Buckley. I wouldn't say this is a fact. Um, he was going for his first maiden victory. Yes. Yeah. Yes, he was. Now, um, I think I was, that, is that Siwoo Kim's second, second? And he's not won since two thousand and twenty-one. Twenty-one. Did he not win last year? No, not one since twenty twenty-one. Which is, I mean, it's not that long ago. No, but really. like... Is that, he, because he had a good finish last year, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah, but he's and not he, won. he played well in the President's Cup. Yeah. Which, because I remember there was obviously um, scenes of him celebrating big, and that was like the, the, the one of the talking points. But um, yeah, obviously a huge win, and obviously a bit gutted for Hayden Buckley. But what a, what a way to start the year. Good finish. Um, in a, a reasonably strong field as well. Very, very... Okay, I've got a question for you, Josh. I yes. just thought of this now. What's easier? Trying to win for the second time, trying to prove it to everybody it wasn't a fluke, or winning for the first time? Let me winning rephrase for, that. Winning for the first time. So basically, we're saying that's the most long-winded way of asking that question. Let me re-ask that question again. What's the harder? Winning for the second time or winning for the first time? Winning for the first time, 100%. Okay. It's like that. Again, it's like the, I mean, we talk about this a lot, the Proving Rory it. Masters voodoo wins it for the first time. 
It's done then. Well, according to you, that's going to be over this year. I think it is. So if you didn't listen to last week's pod and you listen to this now, do go and check that out because we give all our predictions for the majors this year. If you want to get, not condoning them as betting tips, not sure that's legal, um, <laughs> but there are picks for what we think uh, and who is going to win this year's majors. Okay, Josh, DP World Tour, um, they had Mauritius a couple of weeks ago. This week they had the Hero Cup. So yes. I didn't actually know this was a thing until recently. This was is the first one, the inaugural event. This is basically when the... Oh, it's the first one. This is the first one? Oh, so it's like Art the Answers. Like, it's like... Okay. So, yeah. Sort of like the present. I was going to say in, that, but it's way, not really. It's not, but it, it's a no, European no. version. Yeah. So this is basically when Europe take on G, B, and I. Now, yes. the first thing I would say, Josh, I looked at this and I was like, these teams are young. Yes. Very, very young. I mean, you had the likes of Callum Shinkwin, uh, Ewan Ferguson, uh, Bobby McIntyre. Um, yeah. Tommy Fleetwood was captain for GB&I. He was. You had Shane Lowry in there. I know he's one of the older ones. But you, what, what I would say is we, we had on both sides of the team what looks like the future of the Ryder Cup to me. I agree. You had... So... Go on, Josh. Give us the full names. I give you, most notably, Shane Lowry, Tommy Fleetwood, Tyrrell Hatton. Then you had Seamus Power, Matt Wallace, pretty big name. Then you get into the, to the not lesser, but Callum Shinquid, John Smith, Ewan Ferguson, Robert McIntyre, Richard Mantle. Strong team. For the, for the GB and I team. And then for the European team, Francesco Molinari. It says his pronunciation here on a few of these. <laughs> Thomas Peters, Antoine Rosner, mm, go on, son. Nikolai Hogard, Oof, go on. Thomas Dietrich, Adrian Moronk, Victor Perez, Sepp Stracker, Alex Noren, and Guido Migliosi. Mm, fair yeah. play. Fair play. Park. <laughs> Which, again, obviously a very, very strong team. So it went as a similar format. So on Friday, he had four balls. Um, and it looks like everyone played, because obviously normally in the Ryder Cup, not everyone plays every round, do mm, they? No. Um, then on Saturday morning, you have foursomes. Saturday afternoon, you had four, more force, another round of foursomes, and then singles on Sunday. So it basically followed the same. Excuse me, that was I just knocked something off the desk. Um, it followed the same format as the Ryder Cup. I think this is good for two reasons. A, it's something a bit different. Mm-hmm. We all love to watch Ryder Cup. We all love that team side of golf and watching that. So that's obviously why it's great. But B, it's good practice. Yeah, it's good like preparation. Do you think that's one of the reasons why they have brought this in? Because when you Maybe. play Ryder Cup, you don't really, apart from when you play your amateur stuff. If you played played like Walker Cup yeah. or your Asia Cup or all these things, unless you played to a high amateur level, you 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 don't really experience playing part of a team. No, no, you don't. unless you play live golf. Well, yeah, exactly. but again, that's still not match play. No, it's not. It's still it's still very very different. And that yes, I do think that's potentially why. But I also think it's to try and diversify golf in the sense of the formats how yeah. it's been played basically I think it, not to rival Liv because it's not rival Liv but it gives us something different and it gives us more of something that they know we love yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, I think you're right I think it's been done as a way of drumming up different audiences yeah, of course to, to help, help yeah. grow so as we said um, continental Europe as it were they won uh, Molinari led the European team to a 14 and a half point to ten and a half point win, really, a little bit, yeah. Um, so they won six of ten singles matches on the final day to win that by four points. So good result for them. 
not so good for GB and I. But if you are looking forward to the Ryder Cup, putting these two teams together, and some serious, serious players in there. In a few weeks' time, we'll be doing a feature, a podcast dedicated to picking our Ryder Cup teams. And it's a bit early because obviously you have the six automatic picks yep. um, for Europe and we want to make sure these can change depending on how we perform in the Masters, yep. how we perform in the Open. There's a long way to go to sort of book your seat to Italy. So uh, when it gets a little bit closer, we will be giving you our full in-depth look at the teams okay so josh this week yes is the start of what i would say the season because we've had all these events we've had no no well what i mean is we have we have the mauritius event a couple of weeks ago we have events in africa but this is when for me signs the start of the dp world tour season yeah abu dhabi dubai desert swing rolex events big money nine million the playing for in both events u.s dollars that's nice. more than what we're playing for on the PJ Tour this week. Inter- which is interesting, yeah. considering you, you always think of the PJ Tour being the, of the two being the one where people yeah. go to me. They are 8 million. Yes, yeah, nice. exactly. So, big, big names, big entry list, and some interesting names on here as well. Uh, so, you've got Lee Westwood, Live Golf, mm-hmm. um, Molinari, Fleetwood, Stenson, Live Golf, Lowry, Patrick Reed, Live Golf, <laughs> oh, geez. Thomas Peters, Minwoo Lee, Tyrrell Hatton, Burned, burned these burger. Um, then you've got the likes of Ryan Fox, Migliosi, Robert McIntyre. Um, you've then also got, so a lot of these guys obviously played in the Hero Cup as well. Um, Nicholas Colstarts is playing, uh, Ian Poulter's playing, Luke Donald. I, do you know what? I, wouldn't, I bet it's going to be a bit frosty. Yeah, I, I was thinking this. It's 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 definitely going to be a little bit frosty here between some players, especially the draw. Yeah. But you know what they should do? They should put the frosty players together, really 100%. mix it up. 100%. Okay, so who do you think will be... Say Hatton's playing. Till Hatton's playing. Yeah. So I'm going to go with my picks, Josh. I'm going to justify my picks. Okay. So Hatton would count as a purple patch player, right? Yep. Fleetwood's been very quiet for the last year. Yep. He won his singles event. Yes, I think also, so. Also, you know, I'm telling you, he did. Oh, he did. Okay, so. <laughs> nice one. Good research, mate. Um, and also, Hatton won his singles event. Okay. By the biggest margin of the week. Ooh. So, so you, are you saying that Tyrrell Hatton's hitting a purple pack? Yeah. And it wouldn't surprise me. He sort of does this around the big events. Mm. He's that... He's, he's, I'm not saying he's a big-time player because he's not won a major. No, But he's, he's a semi-big-time player. In the sense he's of he's knocking on the door, isn't yeah, he? yeah, yeah, for sure. He's definitely due a major. He's good enough. He's got the game for it. It's whether he can do it on in his the, head yeah. mentally. Hundred percent. So I'm going to pick. I'm going to be a real scapegoat here. I'm going to go Tommy Fleetwood because I think. Wait, I, he, I thought you were going to say Tyrrell Hatton. <laughs> I just said a scapegoat. I'm going to do two. Uh, right. uh, Tommy Fleetwood. I think he's just, I don't know if something could reignite him. Being part of that team, bit of the Mollywood. I know they were against each other, but you know what? Yeah. Reignite a bit of good golf for him. Yeah. And then Tyrrell Hatton, I think he's in a purple patch, and I truly believe he could go on a bit of a run at the start of this year. Interesting. Now then, I'm going to go... Ian Poulter. No, <laughs> not Ian Poulter. Um, I'm going to go with... And you might be surprised at this. No, you might not, actually. Henrik Stenson. Won last year on Live, mm-hmm. on his first Live event. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just one of them players that, again can just turn up, can't he? Yeah. Yes, he's not necessarily been brilliant over the last couple of years, but he's had a win last year. He's ticking along, and I just think it'd be controversial if one of them wins it. 
was meant to be Radical Captain as well, wasn't he? He was made Radical And Luke Donald, who is now yeah. Radical Captain, is there. Final round, them two versus each other. <laughs> oh, that, final, final group. Oh, I'd love it. Um, can't see it, though. No. And then the one I'll drop back on, I'll say Shane Lowry. Yeah, I mean... Because, again, he's, he's almost a bit of a pill patch player, isn't he? Like, yeah. if he gets going and he gets hot, he gets you going. can't stop him. And he's just a new major winner at the end of last year. Yes, exactly. Right. Exactly. So they are our picks. Next up... Turns out the PGA have been paying the same as Liv. What do you mean? So, the PGA Tour have done a bit of a report that I don't know if it was leaked or it's been passed out on purpose, basically saying that you can't equate what Liv are paying now to what we paid then, which I think is fair. Oh, as almost to go down the line of... We've been paying the guys very well for years. Correct. Not, it's not just live doing this new thing. That, yeah. Okay. And what they, the reason they've, they've obviously done this is to sort of say, look, we pay enough. Yeah. And it's interesting, really. So they live what offered Tiger 700 mil, 800 mil, apparently. I mean, I mean someone said a billion, but yeah. <laughs> he um, didn't take it. That's all you need no, to know. No, he didn't take it. <laughs> um, this is really, really interesting. So PJ Tour earnings... Assuming that the players started their careers now. So, so just explain that. So that's like if they started their career today and won the events that they won. Exactly. Because obviously over the PGA Tour has been going for so long, mm. you can't equate the money that's been earned now to the money that well, was... Well, no, like take there. take Andrew Murray. I know this is a European Tour event. He won the Porsche European Open. That would have been, say, 100,000. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, back then. And when an iCaddy for Tom, it was about... 400,000 it's probably six, seven hundred thousand now so it it grows each year yeah and obviously then on the European tour again with the introduction of Rolex events those events then earn more so the players 10 years ago or however long 50 years ago didn't have Rolex events but they're there now so then what they've done is they've put this together to say like Alex said if these players started their careers today won the events that they won this is their earnings, and this is really, really interesting. Because just before you go into this, yeah. the biggest bugbear that people had or have or having, whether you look at it in each of those ways, is the fact that the players are being paid too much money. Yes. But the PJ Tour are now saying that we've been doing that anyway. Well, that, that <laughs> is where you could get were, a bit contentious with yeah, it. Yeah, because I'm sure they said, like, I know they probably said where the money's come from. Yeah. But again, as I've said from the start, like, has anybody actually dived into where the money come from there? No, have they? But it's really interesting because Jim Furyk, if he started his career today, in fact, no, we'll start with the lesser ones. Let's Jim Furyk's the most. So You're leaving me a load of suspense here. David Toms. Who? If, exactly. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> if he started his career today, he would earn three hundred twenty-eight million. That would be his career earnings. That would be his career earnings. Okay. Three hundred. And $28 million. Rory McIlroy. Just before you go into the Rory's, I would only think before seeing this that Tiger Woods would be the only person in the hundreds of millions. Maybe Phil Mickelson, maybe Jim Furyk. This is the thing, though. And this is why I think Jim Furyk is is at the top is because, obviously, Tiger will have got to a point where he picked and chooses events where Jim Furyk played more events. Yeah, so yeah, it's yeah, earned yeah. more because of that, because of sheer amount of events. And then the, the conversion to today's money. Yeah, okay. and bear in mind, this is on-course earnings, so this doesn't include Tiger's multi-multi-million contract with Nike. Good so, heavens. 
Second on this list, you've got Rory McIlroy. If he mm-hmm. started his career today, and this is interesting because bear in mind, I see Rory as a present player. Yeah. Whereas obviously David Toms is not a present player. Jim Furyk, you would argue, isn't a present. Rory's player. been around for a long time. He has. If he started today, he will would have earned or would earn. Obviously, it's ongoing with him. Three hundred seventy-three million dollars on course earnings. Now, this is where the big jump comes. Jim Furyk. If Jim Furyk started his career today in 2023 with the increases over time in his length of period going from now onwards, he would earn $621 million. Holy jeez. $621 million. With a golf swing like that. (laughs) (laughs) Now, this, I think, is really interesting because it sort of puts the cat amongst the pigeons a little bit because the PJ Tour in essence, are now saying you don't need to go over there yeah, because we are going to be paying you enough. And now... But the difference is that's not guaranteed. That's based upon performance. Correct. Whereas, so, but, okay, yes, Liv, they Liv, have paid people to go there. Yeah, Correct. You pay people to go there and if you finish last, you still get paid a considerable amount of money. Yes, you do. You get paid last, what you probably have to finish, I'm, I'm just spitballing here, maybe top... 18 yeah potentially top 20 yeah yeah yeah. and well i think if i remember rightly i think it was at 48 or fifty thousand dollars for last place or something like that so but obviously the winner's getting four million so i think the only way i think the pj tour have been smart about what they've done because they're sort of saying well actually look we're doing this are they really not no, but they're not because there's more PJ Tour events, so yeah. there's more opportunity to win money. Last year, live there was what eight, nine events, if that. But also, that's so, converting it. That's yeah, not... Of course, it is. Of course <laughs> it is. So it's it's smart. Yeah. What I I'm going to ask you now, Alex, is do you think it's been leaked, or do you think it's been leaked? As in, get this out there. Look how good we are. Leaked. Do you think the press office has gone somebody and said right? I want to run this story. I want to put a directive towards how much money we have been players paying players over the last 20 yeah. years leak this piece of information. Yeah. And to be honest, I don't think you're too far wrong. No, no, I 100%. Really All it is is a war of the media between Liv and PJ Tour. As we've said from the start, both of them, no matter what tour you play on, if you're playing well, you're going to earn a considerable amount of money. But yeah. one thing, Josh, they actually really did surprise me that actually even Phil Mickelson hasn't even featured in that. No. And I don't know whether that's because of He's not the chosen. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, Maybe yeah, they've yeah. gone, actually, Phil, we're not going to put Phil's him in there. Phil's at 790 million, yeah. but he's not exactly. there because he's not playing on our tour. Exactly. But... I think it's really, really interesting. I think it's an, it's another way of looking at it. It's a good way. It's a good bit of marketing for the PGA Tour. Yeah. And obviously, with the new events coming in that are going to be worth more to the players if they win, worth more prize funds, things are going in the right direction for PGA Tour. I still think there's going to be some form of compromise somewhere, though. Yeah, I agree. Definitely. I agree. Okay, Josh, you've got a question for me here. Well, firstly, we're going to talk about the World Golf Ranking events because this sort of leads on from what we've just talked about in the major events, players winning. Now, this is really, really, really interesting. Can we tease the question? So, we can tease the question, yes. So, Josh can ask ask a question. And, guys, get down in the comments here on this video. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, what is the best 
finishing hole slash holes. We're getting holes yes, yes. in golf. We're going to pause that there. We're going to carry on this the conversation now, but we will be diving into that. So do stick around. Yes, we will. So this is really interesting. Firstly, who do you think? Oh, oh I didn't even know we were doing this. You didn't. And I think you'll get it, but who do you think? It's a bit embarrassing if I don't know. Well, yeah, I know. Official World Golf Ranking events. Mm. Players that have played at least 100 events. Mm. Who do you think the top three players are in World Golf? <laughs> Over what time period? Ever? Uh, it doesn't actually give a time period. Yes, let's say ever. Like, yeah. Can I ask a question? Bear in mind, any... official World Golf Ranking events has probably only been... That system's probably only been in a certain okay. amount of time. Okay, um, I'm going to go Tiger Woods. Correct. Uh, I'm going to throw in the Phil Mickelson. No, wrong. Roy McIlroy. Yes. John Ram. Yeah, John Ram. And John Ram was the one that I was shocked at, but this is where it gets... I'm surprised Dustin Johnson, Jordan Spieth, they're sort of not in there. Yeah, this is where it gets really interesting. So, of the number of events that Tiger Woods has played, official world golf ranking events that Tiger Woods has played, mm. what percentage of those events do you think he's I won? I actually knew this, right? So, I knew this. There was one stat at one point when he was in his pump that every three events he turned up to, he won. So, I reckon it's it's going to sound ridiculous, this. It's going to be somewhere between 25 and... Because you've got to think, towards the end of his career, he was... Not at his best. Yes. I'm acting yes. like he's finished. He's still playing, by the way. This is not breaking news and he's stopped playing golf. Um, <laughs> 25 and 40%. <laughs> You're not far off. 22% of events Tiger Woods has won. Of world golf ranking events that he has won, which is absolutely so, unbelievable. So, considering the amount of events that he's played. So every 100 events he plays, he's going to win 22 of them. Yeah. Jeez, you got no <laughs> chance. What do you think? You actually had no chance. <laughs> John Rahm, 11%. Roy, still really impressive. Roy McIlroy, 8%. And I know those numbers don't sound big, but in the grand scheme of things, they're huge. That's, but then it just, the, the gulf of difference between Rahm yeah, and, and Woods, Woods. Well, is it's, massive. It's double. It's double. It's even big, the gulf between Rahm and Rory, really. I know Rory maybe played a lot more events over the years than yeah. Rahm because he's played. He's been around for a bit longer. Yeah. Um, top threes, Tiger Woods, 37%. John Rahm, 24%. Roy McIlroy, 22%. Top tens. No, it's going to be embarrassingly good. Tiger Woods, 56%. <laughs> John Rahm, 53%. Just give him the dough before he turns I know, up. it's just ridiculous. Roy McIlroy, 49%. Well, that's arguably why he was at the top of his game yeah. for so I mean Rory at 49% in the current golf I, that that is unreal yeah and to be honest I'm like you said I'm I when I saw it obviously I know how good John Rahm is and what an unbelievable golfer he is and how much he's won but I was shocked that the likes like you said D, where's DJ Jordan Spieth like there's a lot Phil Mickelson Jason Day there's a lot of players there that you think oh he'll be above Rahm because Rahm's not been around that long but yeah. the guy's a joke the guy's obviously a joke. So, um, just another little bit of um, showing how unbelievable these players are. Like, just just ridiculous. Okay, Josh. Question time. Do you want to do the question time? Yeah, let's do question okay. time. Okay. So. I've had a long is, think about this. The, the, the question is, what is the best closing hole in golf? And we're going to caveat this a little bit. We're going to say, we're going to do best closing hole. And, and then holes. we're going and then we're going to do holes, but we're going to sort of say why we think. Yeah. So I'm going to say right now, it's going to be very controversial. I'm going to split opinion. 
The 18th at St. Andrews is the worst big finishing hole in golf. And I'll tell you why. And I'm going to give you my favourite hole and holes. Firstly, before he tells tells us why, do you think, do you agree that it is without knowing his reasoning? And if you don't, get down in the comments and give him a bit of stick. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, so let me say why. Because if you are coming down the last, I know coming down the last in a major, it's never easy. No. But it's the widest fairway in the world to it hit. Is. You compare that to, and this is not one of my picks, the 18th at uh, Sawgrass. Yeah. I mean, don't go left, sir, because yep. you're, you're swimming in the ocean for your ball. Do you know what I mean? There's a yep. lot of bailouts. I know the green's a little bit tricky, but if you had to make a par down the last at St. Andrews and a par down the last at Sawgrass, I know where I want to take the par. 100%. Because, again, for these players... That that eighteenth drivable, yeah, like exactly. We, Depending we, we on the wind direction, yeah. But we were there this year, and players were just some players weren't even hitting driver and, yeah. and making the green. Um, so I do agree in a sense, but I think from a tradition, from a just golfing, like no heaven, no. Uh, yes, but that no. places. Yes, but no, you're looking at it from just the heaven. I know you've got to take everything into account, but yeah, I'm looking at this purely on the toughness. Okay. Okay. So my my favorite finishing hole in golf, mm-hmm. 18th Carnoustie. Right. Okay. Because of the difficulty from the tee. Yeah. Still got steeped in history. Yeah. I mean, is it Jean Van der Velt uh, had a yep. bit of a meltdown in there? Yep. Got his shoes and socks off and tried to play it out the burn. Tried to play it out the burn. The burn. The burn. The burn. Sounds like a good wine. And <laughs> <laughs> um, so that hole in particular is one of the hardest like we've yeah. actually been down that hole and played that hole and even if you get your tee shot away there's like two or three bunkers you've got to carry a mini burn and then it swoops back around to the bigger burn which yeah. sits probably about 15 yards from the front yeah, edge 15, 20 yards, but yeah. when you're back from the fairway from about 180 yards away it literally looks like burn green yes it does so the perception of it is a lot harder and yeah. it is hard so yeah. that'd be the, that'd be my favorite and best finishing hole in golf so it's still a links golf course still in st andrews it's not far from st andrews not in st andrews it's not far from st yeah. andrews it's in scotland and my best finishing loop i'm going to do a hybrid here yeah i'm going to pick two holes how wait actually what we count as finishing does it have to be like 17 it can't be like 16th yeah i'd say like max last three 16 17 18 max okay um i am going to pick 16th at augusta oh so you're gonna put three holes together that yeah. work, right okay go on then i go 16th augusta yeah par three yeah 17th at sawgrass gotta be there par three yeah just because like those two holes are very much risk and reward not the longest yeah. But definitely some of the hardest, especially green on, well, both of them really, but for different reasons. The green on um, uh, the 16th of Augusta is slopey, get the wrong bit. You know, three yeah. put, just yeah. hitting the green in the 17th at Sawgrass is an absolute horror mission. Horrible. Yeah. Oof, oof. Yeah. And then the final hole, I am going to go with, I'm toss up between two here. I'm going to go with. Well, I'll, you know what? I'll stick with what I've got. 18. Uh, yeah. Uh, 18, I can't really justify any others no, because I've just given it a good good sell. You have. You have. Now, if you ask me, are you going to ask me? No, that's the end of the show. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go with your best hole. My best hole. Single hole first. Single hole. I think you've, you have actually already mentioned it. Like, like 
firstly, I'm sure you didn't mention 18 for the Masters at all. No, I don't think... I, I mean, it's obviously a great hole, but again, I, I think Carnoustie is, yeah. is better. Yeah, and, and I agree. I think, again, the Masters that has a bit of that St. Andrews about it in the sense of if you're if that hole is... No, I definitely think that 18's harder. Yeah, but... 100%. It's narrow. We see how narrow it is. It is narrow. It is narrow, but if that hole is the 15th, it's just in the hole, isn't it? But no, obviously there's no... That sounds wrong because there's no just other hole at Augusta. But you know what I mean? He's in never comparison invite, to, for example, the 18th, and this is why I'm choosing this hole, the 18th at Sawgrass, for the players, the jeopardy yeah, yeah, in yeah. that hole is ridiculous. You can't go left, you can't go right. You can't go left, you can't go right. Okay, your bailout is right, but you're in the rubbish. And you're struggling to make par. Yeah. And... And I cast my mind back to, do you remember when Justin Thomas won the players? Not last year, the year before, I want to say. You're thinking, he's taking iron off the tee. Mm. Is it that big draw? And you think, oh, it's easy. It's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. Next thing you know, it's drawing, it's drawing, it's bouncing, it's rolling, and it stopped. It hit the, um, the second cut and just kicked back in somehow. Like, he has got so lucky mm. that that has happened even and, an eye off the team yeah and there's players out there and, and it can happen to any of them where the jeopardy there if you're one shot up the pressure's on and mm. that's why I've chosen that hole because of the pressure that it puts you under and then my hot closing holes that 17th at the same golf course is just a joke so you've got two holes there that can ruin a round are you picking a 16? 16 I would say, does it have to be a sixteenth hole? Do yeah, you know what? Do you know what I'll go with? I think, I think, <laughs> it's, I think it's a sixteenth. I'm going to go with the first par three in the the bear trap. So the par three over the that water. That was crossing my mind. Yeah. Yeah. So it's is it the Honda Classic they play yeah. there. The par three. I'm sure it's a sixteenth. Where Matt Sharp from Google got a hole in one. That is another ridiculous hole. Like. Again, the jeopardy when they put the flag on the right hand side of that green, there's not there's no room right. Your bailout's left, but you're leaving yourself a massive put. Like the risk and reward, just like the 17th foot TPC, just like the 18th foot at TPC Sawgrass, is ridiculous. And that's what I think makes a good end to a tournament, especially if it's close. Yeah, I I think they're both three brilliant picks. Yes, uh, thank you, mates. I can't argue with it. I was going to give you. Well, I was hoping it would wouldn't be. And I could give you some needle, but it, but it's not. So, guys, let us know what you think of our picks. Get involved. Uh, whether you're listening on the pod or you're watching here on YouTube, yes. just let us know what you think down in the comments. And um, we want to hear what your toughest, best finishing three, and then your top hole is. Before we move on now to the last little bit of the podcast, where we're going to talk about the balls that Alex mentioned at the start. We have to remind you that this podcast is supported by Scottsdale Golf. The only place where you can go and be fitted and collect the clubs the same day. Can I just say, two of the people that listen to the pod and uh, have come for lessons have had recent fittings. And good reviews? Yeah, went for Mizuno, both of them. Interesting, yeah. interesting. And did they go there with the thought of getting them, or no, is no, that what suited best? Thirtieth uh, birthday presents. Nice, nice. But what like enjoyed the whole same day, the coffee, yeah. bit of beer. Yeah. It was, it was, it was. What well, they said it was, is a right. Let's say golf nerd 
Oh, it is hundred percent. But like, but not no, not nerdy in the sense of like, if you're not good, you don't expect, don't enjoy it. Like, it is one. It will be one of the best golfing experiences you can have when it comes to fitting. I agree. So get yourself booked in www.scottsdalegolf.co.uk. Yeah, going some there. Uh, Co.uk. Co.uk. Got it right. <laughs> Got it right. Okay, so we're on to tech talk. Talking of tech, um, so. We're filming this podcast on Monday. You're listening to this on Wednesday, but Sunday just gone. Me and Josh spent the afternoon testing a golf ball that you probably haven't heard of. Let me read the slogan. This is the slogan on the side of the box, and the box looks like a cheap billboard. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It does. You're not wrong. Um, This ball goes far and feels crazy good. One sleeve of tall quality golf balls at an affordable price. Sounds like an American advert. Finally, a golf ball for the people. Cut blue. (laughs) So, <laughs> I know, yeah. Basically, the box, they've just got absolutely ev- as much marketing on it as possible. Yeah. Um, and this is going to be really interesting. And make sure you watch the video because it is interesting how this performs next to a Pro V1. Yeah. So, the idea is it is a premium golf ball and affordable price, four piece construction, um, soft feel, which is what you want from a premium golf ball, yeah. 314 dimple pattern. Mm. color white it's white um usga conforming which obviously all important and urethane cover urethane urethane cover interesting feel it give me give me the impact on this so to watch the full review this full review will be up either keep your eyes on bat nine films friday or sunday (laughs) (laughs) only because i don't know which one i edit up first (laughs) firstly i asked you this question um, or you, I know that you've answered this question when we um, did the video about how it feels. The one thing I give away, Josh, before you say about how it feels, I actually quite like the logo. I'm going to say that. I'm unsure on the logo, I'm not going to lie. I quite like it. It's different, it's cool, um, but yeah, go on. Sorry, Karen. It It ha- does have that feel of a premium ball. Cause it... do, do the bite test. Why, what men I feel? It's going to break my teeth. Is it soft? It is soft. Hell of a view that was, by the way. I'm glad we're not filming this bit. That, that one's just been on the green as well. I had a load of fertilizer. Nice, right. love that. Um, it does feel soft, which is what you want from a premium golf ball. Yeah. And I can promise you this, the results of this test... Will shock you. Will 100% shock you. So make sure you watch it. We're only going to tease this. Yeah. But Cut Blue Golf could be the future not gonna lie. i think we'll dive a little bit more into this next week once the video has gone out yeah. so we'll keep this as a bit of a feature for next week um because i think it's only fair that um we dive into this because it, it's and give it, our honest opinion but we don't want to ruin the video yeah because we spent a lot of time making a really cool video dodging so, the rain um yeah mate the weather was <laughs> it was too real film today it was freezing yes um so yeah it was very interesting very surprising um so yeah that's all we can say and sorry finally to finish off. Tip of the week. Tip of the week. <laughs> okay. Take it away. Our I, I think this, coach. Fairway Finder. 100%. So, I think there's far too much on YouTube, and I'm guilty of this, is going like, I'm going to show you how to take the drive as far as you can. You won't hit it any further unless you do this. And actually, that's tonight's title. <laughs> <laughs> um, but my point being is the fact that I think we need to remember sometimes just keeping the ball in play means you are able to score. If you're not on the dance floor... You can't join the party. You cannot, sort of. I do you agree. like that? I came up with that. You do come up with that. And it sort of makes sense. But do you know what I mean? Like, you can't... Yeah. You are better being in play than out of play. Exactly. So, the steps that I would take is this. Tee the golf ball a little bit lower. Yeah. Maybe where the top edge of the ball matches the top of the face. Mm-hmm. I then grip down two inches on your grip. Yeah. Ball position the same, set up the same. And if I ask you this, Josh, if I said, 
put the speed of swing on that if you had to hit the ball 200 miles, 200 miles now, 200 yards or 150 yeah. yards or 100 yards. Whatever I'm saying is a slower swing speed than you would even be comfortable with to start training a better tempo. And yeah. I found that when people do that, they actually hit it further because they time it better, find the middle. 100%. And the one thing people forget we all bang on about clubhead speed, but it's about ball speed. How efficient you are at impact yes. will give you the distance. And that goes back to the conversation we had with Tony Jacklin, where we said to him, what is the one tip you give to golfers? Tempo. Tempo, tempo, tempo. You will hit it further. Well, can't argue with Jack, can we? You can't. That's you not can't Jack argue Nicholas, with Tony, t- Jacklin. Tony Jacklin. Guys, thanks so much for listening to this week's podcast. This is episode two in season three. As we said, don't forget to subscribe, hit the notification to notify you every time we release a podcast every single Wednesday. And we also have the snippets up online on Bat9 Film, so be sure to check out the channel too. See you next week.